This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Hey, if you love the outdoors and you're looking for ways to align your education with your future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is the place. State-of-the-art technical education in six paths, automotive, building trades, business, health and child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, thousands of acres of forests. The shortest path to your dream job begins at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. I'm Will Pappenfuss and Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors because Pepsi Jackson needs all the help he can get. We are checking in with Carl Adams from Timberline Sports and Black Duck. Carl, how you doing? Not too bad. Some nice weather we've had uh, at least a month of January. I tell you what, that, that is true. It sure makes it easy to want to get outside and take care of ice fishing. Um, how are the ice levels in some of the lakes you've been checking out? You know, we haven't been terribly cold, um, but most of our lakes have made a, a decent base layer. So most places have that 14, 15 inches of, of good ice. Um, there are some of the small lakes that maybe had a little bit less. They would have slush that came up and you'd have, you know, maybe 10 inches of good clear ice and five inches of slush that started to freeze. And if you find one of those spots where it's not froze, it's it's not quite as easy to get around. But uh, it seems like every day the lakes are getting a little bit easier to get around on and things are getting a little better. Um, well, it's still freezing, even when it's nice out. It's it's still uh, it's still making a little bit of ice, right? And what what would you say the average thickness is right now? Uh, you know, the average on most of our lakes is probably in that fifteen to eighteen inch range. It's not a crazy amount of ice that we a lot of times will have by now, um, but it's it's uh, most of it is good ice, and and uh, our lakes are are capable of getting around on all of them. Four-wheeler snowmobile sides are having no problem. The snow on top is really hard packed. They're driving on top of all of that stuff. Um, we're just seeing a, a, some of the lakes it's hard to drive around on because there's some of them slush pockets on the top, and, and vehicle traffic isn't for every lake and in every spot. Um, but uh, people are starting to get around a little more all the time. A lot of people still waiting to get their big houses out. I'm seeing on Lake Bemidji there are some houses out, not huge ones yet. How long do you think? We're, it seems like things are getting better all the time, and we're we're starting to see some big houses on Black where okay. they plowed roads and and get it there with without having much flooding. Um, sometimes, I mean, if you get in the <laughs> wrong spot, it seems like a crack opens up and some water and some flooding. But that's why you know Red Lake of the Woods, uh, you know, to some degree Winnie and Leech, uh, all of those lakes, um, those big lakes make ice just a little faster and just a little bit of extra ice um, has made it a little bit easier to plow roads. You aren't going to be able to pull those houses around without a plowed road, and people just haven't been plowing everywhere yet. Um, but I do think, you know, you've seen Bemidji pop up quite a bit lately. I think it's mm-hmm. it's one of those lakes that makes ice really fast, and it, it started behind everybody. Uh, it doesn't make it right away, but it makes it fast. And that, well, that's what we're seeing on a lot of our lakes. Things are getting better every day. Uh, there's more and more people getting out and saying, wow, I was able to go. I was a little nervous I wouldn't be able to. And, and so we're starting to see some in this nice weather, people getting around. Is the bike good, or is it a little bit slow right now? It is January, and so <laughs> it typically I would say this is the, probably the slowest month of uh, 
of fishing and i would say we're there i mean it's not uh it's not always good i have heard some really good reports um, some of what we're hearing is you know on a few of these lakes guys haven't been able to get around with trucks and there's not a whole bunch of people beating up on some fish and there's some guys getting with four wheelers getting with snowmobiles and getting on some bites that are just fantastic um, so there's some really good fishing to be found uh, the guys that want to drive a truck um typically they're not just driving anywhere they're not getting away from people and it's January when the bite seems to slow down a little bit. It's been a lot slower for for most people then. Um, says st- there's still some really good bites. The guys that are willing to work at it are finding some good bites. They're trying to keep those secret, which uh, I don't blame them. Uh, it's always nice to have some of those um, good bites that you don't have to share with a whole bunch of people. Um, but I think uh, all in all, the bite's probably not at, at, as good as we'd like to see. But the good news is we're already to the middle of winter. Fishing might be a little slow, but it gets better from here on out. That is true. You know, the thing that was, uh, I think, probably the most frustrating for most people was we're off to a great start at making ice, and we had a great bite going early, and then all that snow came, and it goofed everything up, and most people couldn't get out when the bite was at its best. I think that that, uh, slowed down a few people, uh, you know, when we had, and we've had a a really good bite on red, and we've there's been some good bites on places. Whenever, uh, if you have a bad experience, so, you know, some of the guys were trying to sneak out on some lakes right when the ice was first getting good enough to get there, and all of a sudden that snow happened, and they were getting stuck, and they were getting slush, and, and they're having to move their house right away, and they couldn't get out. And it, it just puts a damper on it, and people really haven't, I would say the last two weeks, people have been almost a little afraid to try some things. They're not getting out quite as much. You know, it's still a little tough to get around, but... And I stopped out. I drove on some of the lakes the other day where guys said, no, nope, you're not going to be able to go out there. There's too much slush, and I couldn't find any. And I wasn't looking. I was trying to make sure I stayed away from the spots. You know, if, I, if it looked like it might be bad, I stayed away. But I was able to get around quite a bit. I, I think things are getting better. I think they're getting better every day. Um, so if you found slush uh, two days ago, you might not find it anymore. Um, things are, are healing up on the lakes. And it sometimes takes a little bit of time. We've seen some years where the slush gets really bad, and I think nobody's going to be able to fish all year. And, and uh, you know, uh, uh, three weeks later, it's it's really good, and people can get all over. I kind of think that's what's going to happen this year. We're going to start seeing people be able to travel around on our lakes. We've got beautiful weather, um, and the fishing's just going to get better. We're, I'm, I'm excited about the rest of ice fishing season. Well, there's two kinds of ice fishermen, uh, Carl. There's the kind that just want to go out in the house, play some cards, eat some food, maybe even watch some TV in this day and age. And if they catch fish, great. It's just basically a weekend away. And then there's people who want to catch fish. And if you want to catch fish, you're probably not going out in the big house. You know, mobility, just like when you, it's soft water season and you want to move around, uh, is going to be the key to you catching fish if that's what you actually want to do. And that is all. Always the case. I feel like that all the time. I said, as soon as I put my big house out, it feels like it hampers me. It's really comfortable to sit inside there. <laughs> you can enjoy the day of fishing without catching a lot of fish, and, and that sometimes slows down your catch rate. Uh, the days when you're standing out on the ice and it's cold and you're, you're going to move around and you're going to uh, make sure that you're catching fish because you're not going to stand there and uh, not catch fish, but you have a nice, comfortable house. It's pretty easy just to sit back and enjoy yourself and whether you catch fish or not catching fish is just a bonus right right and that's again it's a two different mindsets and it and some and sometimes the same angler wants a different mindset on a different weekend it, it doesn't you know it's these things you know are flexible for sure um Quick question for you. Um, anything new out there? And I know, you know, you're in the business of selling stuff, but 
Um, anything new out there as far as ice fishing gear that uh, you're hearing a lot of good reports of or you're having some success with that um, people should check out? Well, there, there are a lot of, uh, I mean, the electronics have gotten a little better every year. Um, so that, that new forward-facing sonar that's better than that stuff has made ice fishing uh, expensive, but <laughs> it has helped people find fish a lot. The other thing, we're seeing new lures all the time. Um, there's more tungsten jigs out every year. Um, there's, you know, new and better lures. Northland came out with a glass rattle spoon, um, you know, that, that rattles a little bit better. Um, you know, there's a lot of paints that are better gold finishes. Our fine tune has got a lot better. I didn't see as many of the big uh, shake the whole, you know, completely different and new this year as we've had on some other years. You know, the electric augers, they change slightly now, but they're electric augers and they've all gotten way better than anything we've ever had in the past. Um, and, and that's a lot of it. Ice fishing has gotten way better equipment. The rods are nicer. The the reels are nicer. Um, it's made it more comfortable to fish with and, and more productive. And, and all of that stuff has gotten better. The heaters have gotten better. The electronics have gotten better. Um, but there was no big major changes this year. Yeah. Oh boy, you speaking of mobility, electric augers, yeah, that has really made life easy to be mobile. It, it uh, not only is it mobile, you can put them on a drill and have just a, just the flighting and, and be really light. There's there's really small light augers, but you know they 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 always start. You, you I have women now saying, oh, I, these are easy. I don't have to try to pull start it. It's not it's not uh, the first time trips out of the year. You're not trying to get your auger running. You know, you put a battery on there. They start right up and. It's uh, it's made life a little bit easier for everybody, uh, and there, without having any uh, any smell in the fish house or any fumes that you're you know, so you can drill holes in a fish house with the heat on and the and the door door shut, and and you can still be drilling holes. And it's it's made life uh, uh, way nicer. Yeah, it sure has. Um, so uh, Hot Lakes, Red Lake is a, I'm assuming uh, one of the better lakes going on. What are you hearing from Lake of the Woods as well? Both lakes are are good, but not great. It's they're mm. probably in their little bit slower time. Um, ice on on red is it's probably got the best ice of any place in the state. It uh, it's not not perfect. There is a little bit of flooding, but for the most part, if you have a great big house and a big truck and you want to go enjoy yourself sitting for a while, um, it's the best uh, ice in the state. And and not only that, if you sit there long enough, you're going to catch some fish. I mean, most of the time, the guys that are uh, spending the night uh, are catching their limits of fish. They're not maybe catching as many as they were a few weeks ago, but they but they're able to catch a, a meal of fish and have have pretty decent fishing. Lake of the Woods has been maybe a little slower than normal, but there's always lots of small sauger biting. There's some nicer sauger. You know, there, there's some good trips up there too. Um, and it's again one of those places where the fish bite in the daytime, so it's not like a, a lot of our local lakes where you know you got you have one hour of good walleye fishing mm-hmm. up there. You can fish all day, and you might if you're in the right spot, you might have great walleye fishing from the time you get there until uh, the end of the day, and and you don't have to worry about catching any fish at night. You can go back to a resort or or uh, sit back and, and sleep, and not have to worry about rattle reels going off to catch your limit. So it's a uh, both places are, are still the best walleye destinations in the state and have had just phenomenal fishing, really. Is there anything you've heard this year that has surprised you? I, I don't think so. I, I, I think people have been a little bit uh, more hesitant in some years mm-hmm. uh, about getting out just because of all that snow and slush and 
it happened before we got to make uh, as much ice to make everything comfortable. And there is still some some ice, some horror stories, especially a little bit south of here where they get a little more snow and a little less ice. It isn't it isn't good. Um, but but I think you know I think I'm a, I was maybe surprised to see a few less people out fishing on, on some of our lakes uh, than we've had in the past few years. Coming up, we'll ask Carl if there's anything new for the soft water season he's excited about. Plus, we've got a fast five. It's all coming up on the podcast. Hi, this is Chuck Hassey on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson employed for another year. Pursue your passions with a world-class education at Bemidji State University. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji, speaking of nature. Can Minnesota's premier Northwoods University help you make the world a better place than you found it? Absolutely. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service and Fish House Rentals. Are you looking to plan your next ice fishing adventure? Well, look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is the place to be. There are over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji. Come drop a line at becoming a fishing legend. While on your fishing adventure, explore the hundreds of well-groomed snowmobile trails that Bemidji has to offer. Don't forget to take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Bathe the Blue Ox. Bemidji, bigger fish and better stories. I'm Bruce Jean, and this is Paul Bunyan Country. My guest today, Carl Adams from Timberline Sports and Black Duck. Carl, it's not going to be that long, and we'll be uh, talking about uh, softwater fishing again. Uh, anything new coming up in that world that you, you think are, people are going to be interested in? Uh, there's always, uh, there's always, like I said, uh, some new stuff on some of the lures. There's always some of the, uh, the electronics are always getting slightly better. Um, but off the top of my head, I can't think of anything that's going to just stand out and, uh, and go out and, and grab anything on. It's, it's, it seems to me that we've, we've came out with so many new, uh, and exciting things in, in both summer and fishing, you know, the electronics have changed. Uh, you know, we've seen, a lot more of that bobber fishing stuff going on, and there's a lot of uh, of people trying to specialize. The rods are starting to specialize for that. You know, there's some of the bobbers are better at casting, and there's a lot of that kind of stuff that is is changing. But it's 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 almost back to the basics. I mean, there's still a lot of of plain hook fishing, and there's a lot of uh, um, you know watching a bobber that that it had been a long a lot of years before they had been doing that. So I don't know if I ever uh, asked you about this, but it was quite the topic last summer. We, you talked about electronics and forward-facing, and it was controversial. Uh, I think the muskie pros pulled it middle of the season, and there's been a lot of opinions about forward-facing as far as uh, you know sport fishing. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Well, again, I, I think uh, electronics just keep getting better and better. Um, I know there's been a lot of talk about how great this is. I still have never seen anything change it as much as what mapping and uh, GPSs did mm-hmm. um, for getting people on spots. You know, I guess I fished a long, long time where it felt like I could always find a, a spot that nobody else was on or nobody else would ever find, you know, some of those secret spots. And it seems like now there's uh, now everybody has the, the maps. The mapping on lakes has, has changed fishing where everybody can be the first time on a lake and you can see the good spots just because of the way the um, just because of the way the map show you know you can see mm-hmm. this spot should be really good when you look on a map so the maps got so much better I think changed it every bit or more than what these four were facing but it is a another technique where where you can you can 
definitely uh, catch some fish a little easier um, than you used to be able to. Um, it's making it's making fishing a little bit easier, and you know, for for the guys that have that stuff, it's hard to not have something when there's a lot of guys uh, going out there and having it. But I think we're still going to see days where you know those fish can feel that when that when that ping is off of them, and and those fish kind of get. Uh, they they kind of know, and after a while, some of those fish learn. Hey, uh, you know, if there's if there's if there's something pinging on me, I should probably go away. <laughs> We're going to still see some guys that are catching lots of fish without any of that because uh, they're just going out and doing the same old thing, throwing something out there and and uh, not knowing if there's a fish there. But they'll still there's still always fish around, and they'll still catch them. So I don't think it's um, you know going to change things so much that they're gonna they're going to have to uh, completely revamp things. Fishing pressure in general has been up and and when you have that i think someday you know we revisit limits every so often um the limits you know have changed quite a bit over the last few years big boats all of a sudden guys are fishing on days when it's really windy that's changed things quite a bit so we're we're going to have to make sure we revisit our limits uh you know those panfish can take a beating when you can find them from quite a ways away and they're schooled up so tight i don't know if it's uh i, I definitely don't know that they're going to be taking away any of that stuff i think uh, all of that electronic stuff is here to stay i think people are uh, are enjoying fishing more uh, and that's yep. part of why they're fishing more it's uh when the vexilar first came out and you know it, it helps you catch fish it still doesn't always work some days those fish just don't want to bite but Anytime you get to watch electronics, it just makes it a little more fun. And I think that's the same thing this forward-facing sonar is doing. It's especially, uh, you know, a lot of those guys that are, it's almost like a video game. You're out there playing uh, with the fish. You're seeing what they're doing, how they're reacting, moving, and you get to follow them around. And it, it's it's just another fun uh, technique to be able to, to use. And, and people are going to enjoy fishing more and catching them at, at different times of year. And Hopefully we still respect resources and we don't hurt it too bad. And we've talked about this too, Carl. I, I just think Minnesota anglers in general, uh, and I think, you know, if you get to serious fishing areas, um, they people love their resource and they, by and large, want to make sure the resource works. And, and they're pretty progressive in that regard here in Minnesota. We are, and I, I think a lot of that comes, uh, I mean, especially when you start talking, you're spending a crazy amount of uh money to buy some of this electronics and they will invariably get cheaper as as they've been around longer and stuff but i think i think people <clears throat> they're not buying that so that they can have a whole bunch more to you could never catch enough fish to make it uh, a cheap way to to get your food i mean you, you you're doing it because you love the sport and you like catching fish and and you're only going to uh, take what you're what you're going to eat and and uh, respect that resource. And I think that happens more the the more the easier it is to catch the fish, the the easier it is to say, oh, I'm going to throw these ones back and and uh, make sure we save some. I only need a couple uh, when it's really hard to catch fish. Uh, and uh, that's when you're when you're a little more apt to say, oh, I better keep some because we need them. But the easier it gets to catch fish to say, oh, if I don't catch any today, I'll be able to get fish tomorrow to eat and. I'll be able to eat my fish once a week or whenever I need to, and and uh, you feel better about catching that stuff. So yeah. uh, I think we're the people that have that stuff end up respecting the, the resources and and making sure. And I, I said our fishery is actually phenomenal, summer and winter. Every year I am amazed how many people, how many more hours are spent fishing, and how our fishing is every bit as good as it's been for the. Uh, last 30 or 40 years it's uh it's been impressive fishing yeah. well when it comes to technology i think back to my dad telling me when he was a kid and they got their first tv and he gets outside and he had to crank the antenna to watch another channel 
and I look at what I'm uh, on my little phone here watching, you know, every station in the world if I wanted to, technology never goes backwards. It just doesn't. We, there might be people who wished we were still using cane poles. It's not going to happen. And that is correct. <laughs> well, Carl, before we wrap it up, um, you, you ready for a quick Fast Five? I guess I can do that. Okay, well, let's get right to it. Fast Five. Did I stutter? Question number one, dogs or cats? Well, I don't have time to take care of either one, but <laughs> my wife has some cats, so I would guess I would have to say that. All right, question number two. What is the biggest fish you ever caught? My biggest is a 53-inch muskie that I've got. Um, I guess I haven't caught anything that I would say is any bigger than that. I had some sturgeon that were in that same size range, but I uh, I don't think there was anything that I thought was truly bigger than that. That muskie uh, felt, like, uh, felt like my biggest fish. All right. Question number three. What is your favorite movie of all time? Yeah, that's a tough one because I don't ever usually think of any uh, special movie. I'd uh, most of the time rather watch a sporting event or uh, or uh, or a fishing show. Okay, okay. Well, what that's that takes us to our next question. Question number four: Besides fishing and hunting, what is your favorite sport? Ah, uh, it is. I, I do like them all, but it's probably basketball, especially like the college basketball in March. It's fun to watch. And, it's just something that I played uh, the whole time, and you could still play as you got a little older. As you know, your your other sports, it's kind of hard to find enough people to play uh, later. But you're able to play uh, basketball a little, little. As I was a little older, I don't do as much of it now. But uh, you know, you got to play for a little bit longer. Easy to find a butt group of people to play that. Absolutely. And question number five. I think earlier uh, one of these we asked you what your favorite uh, fish to catch was. What is your favorite thing to hunt? Uh, probably my favorite uh, hunting trips I've been on is, and, and part of it is I have a brother in Arizona. Who's Whitetail? It's a little smaller version. That's a, maybe a little bit uh, more stealthy than uh, than our our Whitetails up here. They don't get as big, but they're uh, really stealthy. And being able to enjoy hunting in a different area with my brother is probably always fun. Carl, uh, what are the hours at Timberline Sports if we're going to go heading up that way to go fishing? We open. Monday through Saturday at 5.30 and 6 o'clock on uh, Sundays and, and in the a.m. And then we close Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays at 11 and the other days of the week at 10. All right, Carl Adams, Timberline Sports, joining us today. Always great to have you on the show, Carl. Thanks for taking the time. Yep, no problem. Thanks, Kev. Hey, just a reminder, you can catch Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Radio on Kick FM in Alexandria, 6 a.m. Saturday mornings, B93.3 and Brainerd Baxter at 7 a.m. and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 at 8 a.m. in Bemidji. That's it for today. Thanks for joining us. If you're out on the ice, make sure you're safe. Paul Bunyan Country.